Welcome to The Capitalist Investor. Thanks for joining us today. I'm Mark Tepper, joined by Derek Gabrielson. Good morning, Mark. How are we today? Uh, much better today than last week, I'll tell you, man. Things, you know, things are, are actually looking uh, slightly better, especially given uh, some bad news. Yeah. Uh, it looks like the markets are, are acting a little better. Uh, you know, we just saw an initial jobless claims number that, you know, shattered the prior record. The number came in at like 3.3 million, which right. is crazy. But the market actually acted pretty well in response to that, which, you know, should be a, um, I, I don't want to say bullish. I don't know that anyone's bullish at this point, but no, I don't think less, so. let's, let's just say less bearish, which is good. Right. Which is, what I think, what everyone wanted to, to see just to kind of catch their breath for a little, a little bit. Exactly. So uh, the purpose of today's show, this is a special episode that we're dropping today. Um, D, what I want to do is I kind of want to break down this fiscal stimulus bazooka that has currently, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's already made its way through the Senate. We're waiting on the House. You know, as of right now, it's, you know, it's Thursday morning for us as we're recording this, um, waiting for the, the House to approve it. I think it's likely that it'll get approved. So if it's okay with you, D, what I'd like to do is just kind of walk through and, and give our listeners our take on what it means and um, you know how we think it's going to impact the economy and you know their investments. Yeah, absolutely. And this is a a huge part of what America needs to kind of get through this crisis. And um, I think it's important to break down where it delivered and and where it didn't. I agree. So, I mean, it looks like in total, this thing is like, it's, I think, over $2 trillion. I've heard a bunch of different numbers, but I want to say $2.2 trillion. Yep, is $2.2 what, trillion is what I, yeah. what I see. $2.2 trillion And, you know, there's, there's lots of different things. And I'm just going to run through them real quick, D. And then I want to go back and I want to focus on, on just two of the sections, which I think are most applicable for the, the listener at home uh, as it relates to their uh, investment portfolio. Make sense? Absolutely. Let's go. Okay. Um, so first thing, it looks like uh, households are getting allocated $500 billion. Mm-hmm. Small businesses are being allocated $367 billion. You've got a corporate lending facility of $500 billion. You've got another lending facility of $425 billion. Uh, they're going to bail out airlines and Boeing for you know roughly $75 billion. 100 billion in tax changes, 150 billion in a healthcare response, aid to state and local governments of 150 billion, and education, 30 billion. So uh, that's a lot, but I just kind of wanted to graze the surface there and let everyone know where the money's going. And D, what I think is most beneficial is if we were to back up and really focus on the first two areas, which would mm-hmm. be the households getting 500 billion, as well as the small businesses. Uh, being allocated 367 billion. I think those are the two things that are that are most important for the economy and for anyone who has an investment portfolio. Right. Absolutely. Where should we start? Uh, so let's start with the household. So of that 500 right. billion, you've got 250 billion in tax refunds, and you've got expanded unemployment insurance of 250 billion. So the first thing is let's look at the expanded unemployment benefits. So the expanded unemployment benefits uh, looks like they're going to be expanded to 39 weeks. And it's mm-hmm. going to include, and again, I, I'm, I'm doing my best to, to sift through this and, and give my interpretation. What, I am, what I'm understanding is that it includes an additional 
$600 per week in unemployment benefits for four months. Is that your understanding so far? So far, that is what I see. Yep. And I've so, got uh, three different sources open here, and I'm just trying to compare and contrast because everyone's a little late getting uh, the, the language out since it only finally got approved um, last night. So, but yep. yes, that, Mark, that, that's exactly what I see here. Okay. So that's an extra $600 a week. So I don't know where our listeners may reside, but I can tell you in Ohio, the Ohio unemployment uh, benefit on a weekly basis is like, f f let's just call it $450 a week. It's mm -hmm. 400 some dollars a week. So D, you tell me if this is your understanding that if someone were unemployed in the state of Ohio, they would get that 450 a week and they'd also get another 600 a week. Is that the way you interpret this? Yes, for up so, to four months. So for four months, you get paid over $1,000 a week to, to stay home. Right. <laughs> okay. That's a lot. I, that I mean, I think that, that's a very kind gesture, uh, but I do worry about the repercussions there. And there actually were four Republican senators yesterday that did not like this provision. Right. They did not like to see people collecting a, a, over $1,000 a week to remain unemployed. What's your take on it? Because the way I the way I feel is they may not have there may not be a lot of incentive for them to go back to work if the small businesses they work for reopen in a month or two. And so what does a small business owner do at that point? Are they left holding the bag again? Well, um, you would hope that, you know, th throughout this whole process and, and kind of even starting this podcast, I, I've always been. Uh, in support of America, right? America always seems to come together and do what they need to do and do the right thing to, to get through really whatever is thrown at it. Mm -hmm. um, so I would like to think that when businesses can reopen, uh, people and, and people can get their jobs back largely because of the stimulus package. When that happens, I would hope that they would go back to work. I now, I so think um, I think that will be very difficult <laughs> when, to, when, when push comes just to shove. Hey, if I can collect $1,000 for uh, another month, am I really motivated to go back to work? Yeah. And I think I saw specifically Lindsey Graham talking about this yesterday. Okay. And, and I can see both sides of the argument. Um, basically, Mnuchin came back and said, hey, you know, while you may be right, we really don't have the time to sift through all of this. And the more complicated that we make it, the more difficult it's going to be to actually get the money back into the economy, which is really, I, I guess, um, issue number one that we have yeah. to have happen. So I, I can see both sides of the argument. Is it perfect? Absolutely not. Um, is it going to help infuse money into the economy where, and, and into households that need it? I, I think it will. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we have that. We also have the, the $1,200 in direct payments with an additional $500 per child for those with incomes up to 75000 phased out entirely for those with incomes over 99000 D, I believe those are the single Taxpayer numbers, that's not married filing jointly, correct? Correct. All right. Do you happen to have the married filing jointly numbers in front of you? Does I that believe... go up to 150 or 200 for married filing jointly? 
150 is what I saw. And I've seen that number between 150 and 195,000. Yeah, at, I know. At the upper end. Um, so it is somewhere in between there. Yeah, so I'm actually, I'm trying to flip through. Um, okay, so I'm flipping through. So you're probably right. It, it, it's probably double those numbers because I'm, I'm actually flipping through the Senate's summary. Mm-hmm. I do not have the 900-page Senate document in front of me, but I do <laughs> you have. You didn't a, get through that. No, no. <laughs> I do have the 35-page summary that the Senate provided us, and it does look like, um, at least for this provision, and I, I, I could be wrong, but it's a uh, hundred at 150,000. If you're married, is probably where it begins to phase out, and then maybe at 199,000 is where it's completely gone. That, that would make sense to me, right? Mm-hmm. It's it basically double the other numbers for a for a single taxpayer. Right. So I think that's great that we're going to get some money in the hands of American individuals. Um, there's a few things that I'm not so happy about. I'm not very happy that, you know, for, for let's take an example of, of a client that I have. They're in their early 50s, dual income family each making, you know, slightly over $100,000 a year, if they lose their jobs, they need help too. Yes. They don't qualify. They don't qualify for this. So, I mean, I don't understand why that was done. I mean, that, that had to be something that, that the Democrats, you know, dug their heels in over, right? And, and maybe the, the Republicans had to give in a little bit to, to, to get the rest of the deal done, which is basically uh, attack anyone uh, that's making you know, more than the, the $199,000 a year limit as a family. Mm-hmm. What's your take on that? Yeah, I, absolutely. I, I assume that that was one of the, the big sticking points. Um, but kind of the, the argument I just made uh, on the lower end, I think the same argument can be made on the upper end. It doesn't matter if you make $400,000 a year. If you've lost your job, you can still use money. And the money that you get from the government you are going to spend. <laughs> that is the yeah. whole point of this exercise. So, so yeah, Mark, I, I totally agree with you on this one. It, it, it was kind of disappointing to see that that upper end limit, um, especially a, a, um, a widespread. Uh, sorry, let me let me say that a different way. The cost of living is very different in different parts of this country. Right. So we live in in, in Cleveland. Cost of living is very reasonable. Um, so let's just use a, a single person, for example. If you're making seventy-five thousand in Cleveland, um, you're, you're, you're probably doing well okay. Off. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're making seventy-five thousand and you're living in Manhattan, you're yeah. probably living in a you know four hundred square foot apartment, right? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. It's not equal across the country. Very difficult. Yes. Um, so that that that's a, that's a great observation and a great point you make there. Um. So, yeah, I mean, the other thing, D, and then we'll move on to the to talking about the small businesses. Um, the other thing is, where does this money go? You know, f- first of all, I've heard that it might take four to six or maybe even eight weeks to get this money in the hands of the American uh, consumer. Who knows how long it's going to take? Let's just assume it, it was in their hands tomorrow. Right. Where do you think that money is going to go? Because my, my take is it's, it's, it's going to Walmart and Target and grocery yeah. stores. I, I mean, honestly, I don't, it's not going to be equally spread throughout the economy. I, I believe that that money, everything's closed. So where's right. it going to go? 
So I would think that, you know, that's basically money to buy your ramen noodles and your toilet paper if there's any left on the shelves. <laughs> exactly. Right? Mm -hmm. So, all right. So there's that. That's the, the 500 billion going to American households. D, let's move on to the small businesses, which are allocated 367 billion. And in order for me to get to the bottom of this, I did have to read through the Senate's summary. And from what I'm seeing, and you can tell me your take on it, but it does look like uh, they are willing to provide loans to small businesses. It looks like they would be, have a quote unquote express underwriting. I don't know that the underwriting would necessarily, you know, be a, a full underwriting process. And uh, it looks like these loans might be forgivable if the companies maintain their current payroll. Is that your interpretation? That, that, that is my exact interpretation, which was great to see. It really yeah, was. And it, and it looks like they're willing to forgive up to eight weeks of payroll and, mm -hmm. and rent. Right. So if that's the case, that is going to be extremely helpful for small business owners, extremely helpful because I mean, think about it this way. Let's assume you're a small business owner and let's assume that you are willing or you are able to get a loan. Like all of a sudden, you know, the, the SBA says, Hey, you've got some payroll. You can get a, you know, $200,000 loan to cover your payroll for the next eight weeks. Here you go. Mm -hmm. The issue with that as a business owner is I got to be honest, I don't want to take on debt and jeopardize my future to continue to make payroll if I have to pay that back, right? And that's what small business owners had to have running through their minds as they were trying to figure out what, what is this impact going to be? Are these going to be loans? Are you going to be digging yourself deeper into debt to stay alive and, and to do good by your, your employees, um, you know, and then unfortunately have, have to pay that debt back down the road. Right. Right. Absolutely. And, and that, that goes doubly for small businesses because, you know, they don't have the, the, the runway of, uh, a Boeing or, or some, someone like that. Right. They, 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 they hire the employees that they need to run their business. Right. And, exactly. and there's not a lot of wiggle room, uh, on either side. So, um, in reading this text and, and listening to some folks on TV this morning, um, it, it looks like, um, and you know, there'll, there'll be updates, I'm sure, and the devil is in, in the details, but it, it looks very similar to what we talked about uh, a week or so ago with um, the senator from Florida. I don't know why I can't think of his name. Marco Completely. Rubio. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, so yeah, it, it looks like exactly um, kind of what he was trying to lay out over the last couple of weeks, which sounds like a fantastic and great idea. Yeah, and as we've been talking about, D, I really thought that was the the most crucial component of this fiscal bazooka. Mm -hmm. Really, you know, it was making sure that the businesses have money so that they can continue to employ their people. I would rather that happen than to just give money directly to the people. That's right. my personal opinion, right? Um, you know, it's funny. I, I so I, I ran a poll or a survey on Twitter a week ago. And the question was, would you rather A, get a larger unemployment check or B, keep your job? 92% mm -hmm. said keep their job. 8% <laughs> wanted a larger unemployment check. 
And, you know, that's that's disturbing that Mm -hmm. eight percent said that, you know, Um, but that is really what the the fiscal stimulus that's geared towards the small business owner helps to accomplish is it helps to keep these people employed. And that's really at the end of the day what we all want. We all want to keep our jobs. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I, you know, I guess 8% of, of my followers would rather sit at home and collect a big fat unemployment check, which is crazy because I think it's pretty crystal clear that I'm a capitalist. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they're going to take that unemployment check and put it, put it in the market. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. <laughs> um, so, look, I, I think the small business provision is great. I, I wish – I don't know how far $367 billion goes, um, but there are a few things I want to bring to everyone's attention, D. So the first thing is um, – it only covers – it's only forgivable for payroll up to $100,000 per employee. So I think that's important to, to understand. Mm-hmm. So that was, one of, that was one of my takeaways. And again, you know, things might be changed. Um, you know, I'm just – I'm doing the best to provide my interpretation of what I've read. But so if you have, you know, some highly compensated people that are at $200,000 um, – you know, you're and, and you need a loan to take care of them. You're only going to be essentially forgiven for for half of that individual. Mm-hmm. That that's my interpretation. That that looks that, right to me. The next thing is, let's assume you have 20 people working for you, and you take this loan out and you cut two of them over the course of the next several weeks. So you've cut 10 percent of your workforce, right? Mm-hmm. My understanding is that you would only be forgiven for 90% of the loan at that point. You would have to pay back the 10%. Is that your understanding as well? That's mine as well. Yep. And then the same thing for if you reduce your current employee's compensation more than 25%. So it seems like a 25% haircut and everything is still forgiven. But if you were to cut all of your team's pay by, let's just say, 50%, that's an extra 25% you would be responsible on the hook for 25% of that loan. Again, just my interpretation, it might actually be different. D, are you on board with that interpretation as well? Yep, I'm on board. And yeah, we're trying the best we can. You know, even the 35-page summary is kind of hard to to get through. (laughs) I'm not an attorney. I'm not not, not good at digging through this stuff. So we're trying to do our best here. But so, I mean, that's what we're looking at. And, um, you know, obviously, the sooner we can get this into the hands of the American people and the American business owners, the better off we're going to be because we are, you know, we're still – in an economic shutdown, um, you know, with 3.3 million initial jobless claims, a recession is, you know, we're already in a recession, mm-hmm. right? Uh, we're we're going to see a significantly negative GDP print for, for the second quarter of this year. Uh, I've heard firms, uh, you know, from Goldman Sachs to Morgan Stanley to J.P. Morgan say anywhere from, you know, negative 10 to like negative 20-ish percent for the second quarter. Maybe I think some were at like negative 24 percent, which is, I believe it. You know, when everything shut down, I believe it. Mm -hmm. Um, Just one other thing I want to mention, you know, a lot of local restaurants here, uh, I saw on Twitter that it it seems like they've taken the position that they're shutting down indefinitely uh, and possibly permanently. And one that's, you know, a nationwide chain that I want to call attention to is Cheesecake Factory. So Cheesecake Factory, D, I don't know if you saw this or not, but uh, they are unable to pay their rent on April 1st. And they mm-hmm. have let all of their 
all of their landlords know that they do not intend on paying their rent. So we'll see what happens there. Um, but I do want to let all of the listeners know that it's beginning to affect um, small businesses around the country. And you probably knew this a week ago. You probably knew it two weeks ago. Um, but you are seeing the actual evidence right now as companies are, are shuttering and, and they're closing their doors. So, uh, D, just to kind of wrap this up, I mean, this plan will be very helpful. Um, I don't know if it's going to take care of everything because we still don't know how long this is going to last. Right. You know, that, I mean, that's, that's the unknown. Yeah. Helping employers to keep their payroll for, for eight weeks. That's great. But what if this drags on six months? You know, then you have another problem and, and you might need another two trillion and then another two trillion. Mm -hmm. And I, I heard someone recently say six trillion. I forget who it was. I don't know if it was Mnuchin or who it was, but they threw that six trillion number around. So at two point two trillion right now, this is definitely a start. I don't know how effective it'll be, but it sounds like exactly what we need to get the economy back on solid ground. Yes, absolutely. So it's great to see. But you're you're a thousand percent right. Now it's all about speed, 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 yep. speed. Got to get that money out there. Um, so hopefully, hopefully that happens. Agreed. So hopefully these uh, these SBA loans are quick to approve uh, for the businesses, and hopefully the cash gets into the hands of the American consumer uh, as quickly as possible as well, uh, especially for those that are out of work. Mm -hmm. So that, uh, that wraps up today's show. Thanks for joining us. As always, should you have any questions, feel free to shoot us an email at info at swpconnect.com. We appreciate you joining in. Stay safe out there, and we will talk to you soon.